This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is hard sometimes, and there are many pathways in navigating the inevitable ups and downs of life. In riding these waves, I look to my yoga practice and also therapy. We all go through tough times like big life changes, periods of instability, conflict, or loss. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist entirely online, which is very convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Take the questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And if it's not the right match for you, no worries. You can change your therapist for no additional charge. Sometimes getting started in therapy is the hardest part. To make it a little bit easier, go to the link provided in the show notes or go to visit betterhelp.com slash yoga and podcast today to get 10% off your first month. Welcome friends to the Yoga and Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Weber, a yoga and Pilates teacher who is living and learning every day here in beautiful Austin, Texas. And I am oh so curious about all things yoga and. If this is your first time joining us, a big warm welcome to you. This show brings the magic of yoga and mind-body practices down to earth for the everyday real person. Today, I'm super excited to have two guests on the show. They are yoga teachers and the founders of Texas Rest Fest, Colette Usli moynan and Camila Matos. We will discuss all about intentional rest, what is it, the benefits, and how you can integrate it into your own life with simple practices derived from yoga. We will also chat about how the idea of Texas Rest Fest came about, and I know you will enjoy this episode just as much as I did. Now, let's sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode, y'all. on today's episode is Colette Usli moynan She has been a yoga teacher, meditation guide, and wellness educator in Austin, Texas since 2010. Also on today's episode is Camila Matos. She is a yoga and meditation teacher based in Austin, Texas, and a student of Chinese medicine pursuing her master's in acupuncture and herbalism. She has been teaching since 2012. How are you both doing today? Doing really well. Thank you. So good to have you both on the show. Thank you for taking time out of your day. Uh, would you like to introduce yourselves just a little bit more? Tell us who you are, what you're about. Sure. Um, I'll go first. Um, so I'm Colette and I um, have been teaching yoga in Austin for the last decade or so. I started my career as an elementary school and preschool teacher and um, kind of got involved in yoga as a little side project. And then it really just took roots as a passion for me. Um, I work now quite a bit with educators. I have my master's in curriculum development. So I work with educators on bringing yoga and mindfulness practices to their school communities through their classrooms and also with their staff. 
So um, that's in addition to teaching public yoga and meditation classes and just uh, love being a part of the Austin yoga community. That's awesome. Yeah, and um, Camilla here. Um, I have been teaching since about 2012. Um, I came to yoga just because I was struggling a lot with anxiety and panic attacks at the time. Um, and I wanted to find um, a, a path forward to support my mental health that didn't include medication as kind of like a first line. Um, not that I'm closed off to that or anything, definitely support that as an option. But for me, I just wanted to see what was available, what else I could do first. Um, so that was kind of what brought me to yoga. And that practice made me sit with some discomfort. It made me um, kind of explore an inner realm that I had never really tapped into before. And I noticed over time that my panic attacks were becoming less frequent. My anxiety was becoming more manageable. Um, and it was kind of like a light bulb went off. I was like, this is incredible. I can't believe there's a tool out there that can help people with this. Um, so that's what led me to pursue my teacher training. And um, since then, I've just gotten more and more immersed in the world of, of wellness and healing. So um, my passions are yin yoga, restorative yoga, acupuncture, um, yoga nidra, kind of the, the modalities that are more in that kind of wellness, health, mental well-being um, side of things. Mm, beautiful. Thanks for sharing. That's, uh, that's fascinating, your backgrounds and how you'll now both teach. Uh, so as yoga teachers, what does yoga mean to you currently? Like, how does it look in your own life, yoga? I can dive into this one. Um, so as some listeners may know, and as Colette and Ashley know, I'm currently pregnant for the first time, um, about to enter my third trimester. And so this question really, you know, it, it's hitting me in a different point in life right now. And my practice has really shifted. Um, when I started, my practice was very, very physical and very, very arduous. And that's what I needed at that point in my life 11, 12 years ago. Um, and I found during the pregnancy that what I need is a lot more slowness and stillness. So I really have not been practicing a lot of um, kind of standing physical asana recently. The, <laughs> the hot, sweaty vinyasa practices of yore are temporarily on the back burner and really right now my main practice is meditation. Um, so I can be in kind of a, a good headspace come my birth or the birth of my child and a lot of breath work for the same reason. So that's kind of where, where my yoga practice is right now. Um, and as far as what yoga means to me, it's a practice of turning inwards and being with myself in all stages and in all aspects of my life. Um, much like Camilla, I also kind of discovered yoga um, as a means for managing my anxiety and depression. And for me, in the beginning, it was really about movement. And that was something I really needed was um, more of a connection with the physical asana and things that would make me feel stronger and kind of push me out of my comfort zone. And also in the last two years, just 
as I've gotten older and just had different needs, my meditation practice has kind of become a little bit bigger than the asana practice. Um, I absolutely love yin yoga. I will lay on a bolster for an hour and absolutely adore every minute of it. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a lot about tuning in and listening to my body and, and adjusting day by day and feeling okay with whatever it winds up looking like. So I find that fascinating. I'll both mentioned, you know, the physical practice is what kind of you started and now it's become more meditative. What exactly is it that's drawing you more to the restorative practices in your life at this time? Um, I would say right now, a lot of it has to do with the overwhelm of what the state of the world and what's going on um, and just feeling already a bit of um, being taxed by being a person in society right now. And um, what feels most healing and gentle is being able to take time that's a lot more soft and slow moving and reflective and not um, putting forth so much active energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Camilla, what are your thoughts on that? I agree 100% with Colette. I mean, the past, I don't even know what, 18 months, 20, 20 months. I don't know where we are <laughs> in terms of the pandemic at this point. Um, but they've really demanded a kind of heightened state of arousal in terms of like our, our poor little nervous systems are so overwhelmed and so triggered. Um, and so adding on to that extra movement, extra noise, extra heat over overstimulation just doesn't feel like what, what I need right now on the, like a cellular level. Mm -hmm. um, and I would also just add, you know, Colette, talked about overwhelm and I feel like we've been kind of trending in that direction in the past decade or so um, as a culture we lean very young very kind of heat oriented masculine oriented energy oriented action oriented and we don't leave a lot of space for the more yin side of things the softer quieter restorative um, cooling side of the practice um, and so I think we just kind of reached a peak as a culture and as a yoga industry. And now people are finding that there's, there's a lack, you know, that they need to, to tap into this other energetic side of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would say that totally makes sense. I completely agree with that. So what is the link exactly between yoga and rest, or I guess this episode's intentional rest. So what is the link between yoga and intentional rest for, for you? What is your interpretation of that? Um, yeah, I think when we talk about rest as a culture, or when we talk about taking time off or downtime, um, it's rest that can kind of do, um, not be as productive or, or as nourishing as we would like it to be. So I talk to a lot of students and friends who are like, oh, you know, I'm going back to work after the weekend off and I feel like I need like 10 more days off. And I'm like, well, what did you do this week? And they're like, oh, I binge watched, you know, the first season of Hannibal on Saturday. And then on Sunday, I went to brunch with six of my friends and I got drunk. So then I got home, and I didn't feel so good. And then I was like, I had heat stroke and I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds like you would need 10 days to recover from that, you know? So there's, 
it goes back to that idea of balance is how can you um, engage, but also kind of disengage? How can you create space for intentional rest that is a quiet, safe space for you to be just with yourself, um, removing some of that stimulation and, and being still? I don't know, Colette, would you interpret it differently? I feel like maybe there's no. something on this. I agree with that. And I think this idea of intentional rest really ties into the practice of yoga, which is a practice of presence, right? And so there are so many things that we've been given as options for rest, like scrolling through our phones or binging television shows, these things that we, we have been told are going to be restorative, but tend to leave us feeling more drained. And so, you know, our lens is, you know, bringing back intentional rest where it's a purposeful rest where people are choosing to do something restful. They're choosing to do something that's going to restore their nervous system. Um, and so there's the balance, you know, of being intentional and practicing yoga, which again is being present with yourself, being present with the, the moment that you're in. Yeah, and I would also add to that, like the, everything that Colette mentioned, the scrolling and the TV binging, um, those are external things, right? And the yoga practice it inherently is a practice of moving inwards. So I think of, um, I think of the practice of pratyahara, right? Like beginning to gently withdraw from the senses so that the things that we interact with, so that the things that come across our paths um, maybe don't overwhelm or overstimulate, or we're not um, prone to that level of reactivity. We can begin to create a gentle kind of inward attention at all times. And I think in order to do that, we need intentional rest. Um, I think, you know, just plopping down on a meditation cushion and asking someone to meditate for 30 minutes who's never done it can be really, really jarring and uncomfortable and difficult for people. Um, but what we do with our practices and our offerings of intentional rest is create more accessible inroads to begin that practice. And I definitely, towards the end, I will ask you more specifics, like little tiny ways to um, perhaps apply some intentional rest. But I want to know about your Texas Rest Fest. Let's talk about that. What was the inspiration behind it? And what an awesome name. First of all, I want to say I love the name and I love what it's about. Tell us more. Tell us more about it. Um, well, I, I kind of had this idea a few years. I think it was in 2019, right, Colette? Was it 2019? Um, I was before. like, I really... Maybe a little before. Before, maybe 2018. I, think I, so. I don't know. 20, let's go with 2018. Um, <laughs> I've, I've always really wanted to go to a yoga festival. I never went to Wanderlust before it kind of fell apart. Um, and I always wanted to go, but I was like, I don't want to just do like seven hours of vinyasa a day. And I would look at these like festival lineups and it was like power yoga at 7 a.m. and then a stand up paddleboard at 10 a.m. and then a vinyasa at noon and then like a DJ happy hour. And I was like, I'm tired just looking at this, I don't want to go to a festival for yoga and come back more exhausted than I was when I left. Um, and I kind of had this idea of what if we did a, like a yoga offering that was just all the soft, sweet, gentle offerings that yoga can provide us with. And in my mind at the time, I was like, no one's going to be into this. Like everyone just wants to <laughs> crank out, you know, their power yoga and get their fitness on. 
Um, and Colette was the first person I kind of felt comfortable enough bringing this idea to. I was like, probably no one's going to be into this, but here's a thing I just thought of. And Colette was like, no, that's awesome. We should totally do it. And I, I'm really thankful to her because I, in my mind, I was like, no one's going to be into this. And she was like, no, this is awesome. Um, so that was kind of the initial phase. Do you want to pick it up from there, Colette? Yeah, I was just super excited that, you know, you had this idea and that you wanted to collaborate with me on it. I, I love teaching restorative yoga and it was just a really nice fit for us to get together. And then when we started planning the first one, it was super fun because it was like, you know, what other things do we enjoy doing that are going to be nourishing and would be a nice menu item for the day and then who else you know do we know that's doing this kind of work that we want to collaborate with and it's just been really nice to see that so many people are both teaching these practices and then how many people are wanting to come and sign up for a day or a weekend where they are resting it's really beautiful and colette found the space that we've now been using for like the past two years which is out in the hill country and it's the most incredible venue. And they have this beautiful cedar pyramid that was hand-built that has a phenomenal acoustics. The first year we did Rest Fest, we did a sound healing there with our friend Meg. Um, and just like the reverberation of the sound, like you could feel it like all the way deep into your bones. Um, the grounds are beautiful. They have like this big deck. So it was just fortuitous the way things came together. Like the fact that Colette, was on board with the idea and wanted to like help bring it to life and become a partner and the venue that she found and then the people that we spoke to everyone kind of saw the vision for what it was and and wanted to be part of it um and I'm really grateful that that's continued to be the case I mean whenever we talk to that we want to have come in and do you know whether it's a bhakti workshop or a cooking class or an herbalism class, people are super on board with the intention of rest. Mm. It's more well-rested people in the world, thanks to you guys. <laughs> and it sounds like it just clicked into place like it was meant to be, you know, like you didn't have to, it just happened, which I think is really beautiful. So take us through a day, uh, someone attending Texas Rest Fest, what does that look like? Sure. So in the past, we've done it as a weekend retreat with a one day option for people to come in. Um, and now this fall, we're doing it just as the one day retreat. So it'll basically look like you'll come out to Samadhi Yoga Retreat, which is in Wimberley, Texas, and you'll drive up to the property and sign in. And we're going to start our day outside. There's, a, again, like Camilla mentioned, this big deck right around the pyramid. So Camilla will lead a binyan practice. So we'll get some yoga asana in the morning to get started. Um, and then we'll move into our day. We're going to have an herbal class led by Elizabeth, who runs the Medicinal Melange. And so she's worked with us before. It'll be a fun hands-on opportunity to make your own um, wellness blends with herbs. We'll have a nice long lunch break where people can stay on site and hike and have a picnic or they can go into town for lunch if they'd like to. And then we'll reconvene for a chakras workshop that I'll be leading. And this will be 
a lot of journaling and pair share discussion, as well as some guided meditation and just a deeper understanding of what the chakras are. And then we'll close the day with our friend Meg Sylvester again, who's going to be leading our sound healing. And we're doing that inside of the Cedar Pyramid so that everyone can have that magical experience of uh, the incredible acoustics in there. So it's basically a nine to five full day rest and restore practice. That sounds completely magical and what a beautiful offering. And I know Meg Sylvester, I don't know her well, but I know how talented she is and the thought of all these talented people coming together and sharing a day is just so, um, so beautiful. Somewhat recently, I had Brandy Jo Perkins and Caroline Caswell, owners of Earth Commons, on the show. Check out episode number 62 when you get the chance. Earth Commons is more than an apothecary. They offer herbal consultation, massage, therapy, classes, and monthly memberships. They have really helped me get into my herbal side. It's a fabulous way to connect to nature and to a supportive herbal community. One of my favorite things to get at Earth Commons is rhodiola. It's great for focus, also increases my energy without that caffeine spike. My other go-to herb is hops. I make it into a tea and it's great for relieving muscle tension. Another favorite is their vetiver bundles. If you have ever seen a sage bundle before, it's like that, but made with super grounding vetiver. So great for relaxation. They have many awesome offerings. Do yourself a favor and go check it out for yourself. You can find them if you are in the Austin area at 813 Springdale Road or visit them online at earth-commons.com. That's spelled E-A-R-T-H hyphen C-O-M-M-O-N-S.com. I'll link all their info in the show notes. Check out Earth Commons online or in Austin for all your self-keeping needs. That's also affordable. And we're back. Who might benefit from attending Texas Rest Fest? So one of our um, intentions when putting RestFest together was that this would be a yoga retreat that would appeal to all people, people who maybe don't even have a yoga practice right now or a meditation practice. It's really an invitation to be in community since a lot of our workshops, a lot of them are individual, but we also do have workshops where we work together and do some pair shares. And so it's a really nice way to you know, if you do yoga and you want to bring some friends who don't do yoga, or if you just want to have a nice day out in the hill country, this is an awesome opportunity. Yeah, I think we wanted to be intentional not to alienate people who um, had never practiced yoga of any kind before. Um, we wanted this to really be a space that even if you've never done, you know, a down dog in your whole life, you could still come and experience um, a yogic practice that would be accessible and inclusive for you. Um, so like Colette was saying, it's not just, it's not just asana. We have 
uh, during the weekend version of the retreat, we have cooking classes, mm. um, you know, we have meditation, we have a, a whole host of different practices um, because we wanted to make sure that this didn't feel like exclusive, you know, or un- unattainable. It sounds very nurturing. Yeah, that was, that was something that we wanted to create. Um, I think for people who are newer to yoga, and I think Colette would agree with this, it can feel really intimidating, you know, to walk into a yoga studio um, and be thrown into a 60 minute practice with words and shapes and experiences that um, are completely new to you. So this is kind of a gentle, soft landing place, or at least we hope it is. Colette, would you add anything? Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And I think, you know, on top of that, we have the added benefit of being at such a beautiful place that really is tucked away in nature. And so that, you know, just adds that extra layer of like really soothing, peaceful energy where you're out of the city and it feels like you're in a completely different place for the day. Yeah, it's not just, um, it, it's a reminder that yoga doesn't have to be one thing in one space. That's simply by stepping outside and being in that fresh air and experiencing nature, like Colette said, you are tapping into yourself. You're beginning to cultivate a relationship with presence. And that right there is the yoga practice. It sounds magical. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to attend soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm curious about if you have any practical, simple tools for people who might be listening uh, to help prevent burnout, like if we're, we're thinking rest is the opposite of burnout, right? Any, any ideas, Camilla or Colette? I mean, one of the things that I, I would say that, you know, a go-to is really pausing and taking some deep breaths. You know, we don't have to get too deep into the science of it, but of course, you know, there are not many ways that we are consciously able in control of our nervous system, but the breath is the pathway into switching that toggle from our sympathetic to parasympathetic nervous system. And I think, you know, sometimes we forget that or maybe don't even have that information and don't realize that we have that autonomy that truly by pausing and breathing, we have an opportunity to just take a moment and reset not necessarily going to prevent burnout, but it's a great way to at least be more aware of when you're starting to go in that direction. Yeah, I love that. And um, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, And I would maybe add to that finding some sort of contemplative practice that resonates with you. Um, I hesitate to say that these things can prevent burnout because I I do believe that um, burnout is more a condition of our culture mm-hmm. than, an, than an individual problem. Um, I think it's something to do more with kind of, um, you know, how we work, how much we work, how much time we take off the, the support systems that are or are not in place mm-hmm. um, societally. So I, I would encourage people to, in the midst of this whirlwind, <laughs> find something that anchors you to you, right? So it might be like Colette said, um, a gentle breath work practice, or maybe it's a contemplative practice like journaling. I am a big journaler and have been for many years. Um, 
It might be a quiet sit for five minutes before you go to bed or in the morning. It might be the ritual of making your cup of coffee or your cup of tea just in the silence at daybreak. Um, for some people, it's a walk, you know, not a walk where you're blasting music or listening to the news, but just, you know, maybe like a 10 minute quiet walk in nature. Um, some gentle, accessible, contemplative practice that resonates with you and it helps you come back to yourself. That's great advice. Are y'all ready to play a game? Sure. Oh my goodness. I didn't know we were playing games. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So um, this is called rapid fire. And the game is I ask you a bunch of your favorites. It's totally random, but you try to answer as quickly as you can. That's what makes it a game. Um, But you totally don't have to answer quickly. So, uh, so are we ready to play? Yep. Are we answering together? Well, you know, yeah, like each, okay. you know, not answering. What if we moment. say the same thing at the same time? Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> I highly doubt that will happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So favorite restaurant in Austin? Golden Creek. Mm. Favorite yoga pose? Triangle. Favorite what? Yoga pose. Shavana. <laughs> Colette was uh, triangle. Favorite mm-hmm. season of the year? Spring. Fall. Favorite yoga prop? A bolster. Bolster. <laughs> Favorite destination? A beach. Uh, (laughs) Um, Yeah, probably the beach. Favorite style of yoga? They're all like children. You can't just pick one. They all have they all have their own individual personalities, and we love them all. (laughs) If you asked me that at any time of my life, I would have given you a different answer. Um, so I'm going to say right now for this moment, yoga nidra, but just know that five years ago, it was different. Five years from now, it'll probably be different. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Favorite movie. I don't know why Titanic was the first thing that popped into my head. (laughs) Drop Dead Gorgeous (laughs) is such a good movie. It's so underrated. Y'all Titanic is not my favorite movie, but it was just the first thing that popped into my head. I don't know what's going on. Sure, Titanic. I mean, that's that's a good one, you know? I like it. I wouldn't have guessed that for, I mean, I don't, I mean, you never know whose favorite movies of, um, you know, (laughs) Drop Dead Gorgeous is underrated and I I do like it. So good. Favorite color? Pink. Green. Did you say green too, Colette? I said pink. Pink. I said pink. Green. Okay. Uh, last one. Favorite author. You are asking this to two pretty big bookworms. <laughs> this is probably going to be the hardest question for either of us to answer, I feel like. Yeah. Favorite author or um, favorite top five favorite book related to yoga? any is that that makes it easier i love anatomy of the spirit 
It's about okay. the chakras. Carolyn Meath. Love that okay. book. Um, favorite writer probably would be Charles Dickens. Oh, nice. Classic. Yeah. I like it um, sad. <laughs> <laughs> I also like it sad. Um, favorite writer um, fiction, probably Emily St. John Mandel or Kazuo Ishiguro, nonfiction, Eric Larson. Um, and then, gosh, yoga books. Um, Donna Farhi's teaching yoga is up there for me. And then mm-hmm. um, Bernie Clark's The Complete Guide to Yin Yoga, because it's such a nice primer for, for people who are wanting to explore that practice. Mm-hmm. But I could do a whole, I'm sure Colette and I could both do a whole hour just on books. So <laughs> I love that. Well, there's always could be an episode yoga and books. Just throwing yeah. that out there. In the future. <laughs> that would be a good episode. Yeah, I think so. Well, where can we find you online, Camilla and Colette? Well, our Texas Rest Fest IG account is at TX Rest Fest. And we'd love to have you follow and stay in touch with updates as we do our retreats. We're hoping to start doing um, two a year. So we'd love to have you there. And then you can find me uh, also on Instagram at Colette, C-O-L-L-E-T-T-E underscore OM, O-M. Um, my Instagram is at I am, so I am, and then my name Camilla with one L Matos, M-A-T-O-S. So I am Camilla Matos. Fair warning, I'm doing a little bit of a social media, I hate the word cleanse. Um, I'm doing a little social media pause. Uh, so I'm not super active on there right now, but um, I'll probably return one day and then um, not online. You can find me at Deep Eddie whenever I have a free moment of time. So come say hi to me at the pool. Well, I'll have all that information provided in the show notes. So you're just one click away from connecting to Colette and Camilla. And thank you so much for being on the show. It was such a pleasure to have you on. And I hope to have you back again soon. Thank you, Ashley. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you, Ashley. I hope you enjoyed today's episode all about yoga and intentional rest with the knowledgeable Camila Matos and Colette Usli Moynan. Check out Texas Rest Fest and get your relaxation on. Link to sign up for that as well as connect with our guest is in the show notes. Let us know how you like the episode. We love hearing from you. Please email us at yogaandpodcast at gmail.com. The and is spelled out. Y-O-G-A-A-N-D podcast at gmail. The theme song is performed by Ali Holder. Sound engineering and guest booking by Bentley the Cat. Social media by Chloe the Kitty. Remember that this podcast is for everyone. If you are a human living on planet Earth, you might benefit from listening to Yoga and Podcast. See you next time.